What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chiefing with Daily Dale. I'm your host, Dale Fallon, along with my partner, Lonnie. What's up with it, bro? Good, good. Nothing, nothing. What's up? How you been? I don't know. I was watching. I just watched the draft a little bit. Um, seeing women Yama, get, women Yama get picked by the Spurs. Uh, cooked a little bit of dinner. Um, what you? How you been? How you? Your, your, um, what's this Thursday going? Man, going look, I was just chilling. Got off of work. Came back, chilled back a little bit, was looking at some of the draft. I was like, bro, it's two twins that got drafted right, at each, right after each other. I was like, that's what's up, bro. That's a memory that's going to last forever. So I wanted to say that because I was like, that's smooth. That's smooth. So, oh, hey, right. shout out to everybody that's getting drafted, though, in the NBA. You know, we definitely going to be talking about y'all as well, too. We're going to be having something come up. So just look out for that. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun season. We saw some big trades that's happened, too. Hey, I'm sorry, we know this cheaping with Daily Dell, but it's some big trades that happened today. I'm a Warriors fan. Big I wasn't moves. expecting what was going on. Pooh to the Wizards for Chris Paul. I, I wouldn't even expect Chris Paul to, like, even come to the Warriors. That was kind of one of those that kind of threw me off. But, hey, we'll see how it goes. I am I definitely want to talk about that in the future. But, man, bro, let's go ahead and talk about the Chiefs, though. That's what we really hear, right? That's what yeah. we really here for, right? Any topics. Man, so we got some decent things that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about Kadarius Tony again. We saw him hyped up in the building, showing off his ring, saying he's going to put it on his middle finger. You know, it's to all Giants fans, to the Giants organization. I mean, you know, I think it was some playful trolling. So we're going to see. We're going to definitely discuss that. Then also we're going to talk about Travis Kelsey responding to um, Jamar Chase as well, saying don't ever disrespect Pat. We're going to uh, – I'm just going to ask Lonnie if it's – if that's some play, playful banter, or do you think he was serious? You know, so we're going to dive into that. And then we got to talk about Carlos Dunlap. Frank off the market, he's gone. But Dunlap, he just said recently he's trying to wait and see what the, how the market settles. And it's a possibility that he can be back in the Chiefs jersey and running back with the Kansas City Chiefs again. And then we're going to talk about our three fat, key factors for them going back to the Super Bowl again this year. And hopefully winning another one, winning it back to back and be three in that Patrick Mahomes era. So we definitely gonna jump into that. But going to our first topic, we gotta talk about KT, man. We gotta talk about KT. He's a nut. He's entertaining. And it looks like his personality is starting to show a lot as well, too. After coming over, it feels like he just wanted to be a quiet guy, just really learn a playbook, uh, work with Patrick Mahomes and just uh, just assist and help them on winning another championship, which he did. So, Lonnie, what's your thoughts about his most recent viral video that went out with him talking about putting his ring on, put it on the middle finger, he going to go up to New York, flick him off, do all that. So what's your thoughts about that, bro? Uh, yes, the, the the KT stuff was funny. I feel like it really, like you said, it really got to show his personality. We don't see a lot from KT besides, as far as the ski mask and a lot of the smiling in the grill. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime we can really get some personality out of KT is great. We really don't get a lot of words out of him. Um, he is a, a very well speaker. Um, so he does speak very well, but he doesn't speak a lot. Um, now I know Pat and then probably know him as a better as a teammate, um, better than we do as the media, as far as just like what we see of him. Um, I feel like it was just, yeah, some really cool gamesmanship that we really don't see out of him a lot. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. there's some exclusive content. I think Icebox caught, right. He was the Icebox shopping for jury. Um, he's a local <laughs> at a local spot where a lot of famous people go to shop for their jury. So um, 
it, it's really just letting us see that personality of KT, right? Getting to really kind of see that wide receiver side, right? The flashy, flaunty side, the really the fiery side, right? That we really don't get to see a lot. We think um, you kind of think people like him is so reserved that like y'all, where he gets, where does he get that dog yeah. from? Um, we can kind of we kind of get to see that dog in mm-hmm. um, with that middle finger situation, but yeah, I like it. Um, I feel like I feel like it was warranted. Yeah, for sure. The Giants, the Giants did him wrong. Um, like kicked him on the way out. They talked bad like, about him. Bro. I feel like I feel like KT. A part of him wanted to be in KC too. They said he talked to him a lot in the pre-draft process. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was like he tried. He got his way out of there too. So. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's 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 definitely it was definitely warranted. It's definitely funny, and it, like you said, let's just see his personality. That's what I really like the most. We don't see a lot from KT, bro. We don't get to see we see the fire and the, and him kind of like playing playing the game, but we don't get to see like oh yeah, I'm a shit talker too. <laughs> I feel like people uh, expected him to come in and show this image of someone who was difficult to work with, uh, cares about himself, and really just, you know, someone who's injury prone as well, too. I think we saw a whole different side. I think he came in, knew the organization that he was playing with. He just wanted to come in focused because it was midway through the season. This was before the trade trade deadline, so you halfway through the season, right? So he's coming in knowing that they're in a position of working on and try to um, lock down a seed and trying to get that first seed, which they did. Um, and then also just come in, learn a playbook and try to be another weapon for Patrick Mahomes, right? So he did that. Uh, he was actually frustrated through the Super Bowl as well, too, because he wanted more time. Guess what? It still happened. Was able to make a play, big pick, kick return. I mean, punt return, one of the largest, uh, longest punt returns in the Super Bowl history, Super Bowl era. And then also scored a touchdown as well, too. So I feel he came in and wanted to focus more, opposed to just coming in, being this Florida very guy, knowing that they're flashy. They like the jewelry. They come out. They're very swaggy. And it just and they still are able to play their game. Right. He came in with another mindset, but now after getting that jewelry, right, getting that ring, being able to solidify himself as a Super Bowl champion, some things that a lot of people can't accomplish in their career, I think it was time for he wanted to be like, y'all gave up on me too quick. Daniel Jones needed me. I was a weapon. They, I will say, I'm not going to put it on the organization more than probably, and not trying to even put it on their training staff as well to the people that take care of the players, but they probably could have did a better job. And with an organization like the New York Giants, they won super, two Super Bowls with the uh, with Eli, right? And they won a couple in the 80s as well too. So it's not like they're a team, a franchise that's not that's looking for their first championship, but they had some bad years, especially after the second Super Bowl that Eli many won with them. They have been, you know, mediocre average and then below average sometimes occasionally throughout those seasons as well too they were ready to make that jump and then after them going after their franchise quarterback daniel jones even though some people think he may be someone who be more of a game manager throughout his career but he can win games i feel they were looking for that talent that can help supersede the ability of the quarterback right and they expected him to come in there because everyone's trying to mirror that tyreek hill right so they're focused on you know, what is he doing now? And he wasn't doing anything. So I think it was just a big F you to the organization and to the fans because he feel like you guys gave up on him too quick. Now, I don't think both sides is wrong in the situation. He can feel 
you know, angry for them just kind of playing him off like that. Like he just wasn't talented. Like he just wasn't putting up big plays at Florida before he got to the league. He was a number he reason. So for to try to, you know, belittle him, I think he's like, no, like, yeah, I got every right to feel how I feel right now. But the fans, we know how it is in football. We know how it is in the NFL. What are you doing for me now? They're trying to see their team at the highest mountaintop, at the peak of greatness in the NFL. One of the best teams. That's what they're trying to do. And they did it with mediocre teams that were 9 and 7 in the Eli Manning era. He was never in 10 and 6. He was never a 12 and 4, taking them to a Super Bowl or 13 and 3. They were always doing enough to win games and get into the postseason, and then they outplay their opponents. And that's what they were doing. And that's what the fans seem like. No, we want to be a team that's competitive all the time in the NFC East. We want to be able to go. So I'll say all this to say that both sides are not wrong. But I'm going to laugh with KT because he on the Chiefs. And he did. He got his. So you don't be mad. Don't keep on attacking him because he's a champion now. Sometimes you win some. You lose some, but you live to fight to get another pick, and hopefully it'll work out. Hopefully. We traded him for a fourth rounder. That was the best pick I can I, I see. I mean, we got Sneed in the fourth round, too. You see what he's doing. Still. So it's just like us. It felt, you know, we just gave y'all a fourth round pick. <laughs> Robert. For a player who was a first, first round caliber. Well, he is a first rounder. It was efficient. There's only one. We're trying to see if we can yeah. do the same thing with Justin Ross. Who knows? But we'll see when that happens. But right now, Veach, he's laughing at y'all. The, the Chiefs organization, we feel like we fleeced. So he has every right to feel how he feels. So keep on doing your thing. But when the season starts, let's get back into that mindset. Get back to working. We're trying to get more of them. We, you got sure. a couple more years with us. And we're trying to give you extension as well, too. Show them you that number one receiver now. It's that time. Now it's time to shut them up in full. You you partially shut them up. Because let's not forget, we got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. And you, was, and you weren't healthy yeah. the whole year. You wasn't. You didn't what? get a whole look at you for the whole year. So Yeah. So, so you can talk right now. You can talk because you're a champion. But now this year, you play all 17 games and play into the postseason, have a a thousand plus yard season, you official. We fleece for sure. <laughs> we fleece for sure after that. So let's go ahead and jump on to our next topic. Uh, so Carlos Dunlap reportedly waiting for the market to settle, like I said earlier, but he's interested in coming back to the Chiefs. How would you feel about that move if the Chiefs were to sign him back? Uh, yeah, so I think that makes sense for the Chiefs, right? Um, I, I think it's like I said, we still adding to the adding back, adding the debt back to the room. Um, any type mm-hmm. of D-line help is great for the room. Um, and even not necessar- even if it's not necessarily the the, the Chiefs, right? Um, I mm-hmm. feel like it could be any it could be any team. Um, so whether it be um just like a like you just seen them previously in Seattle, um, somewhere like the Rams or just anywhere that needs a little extra D-line help. Um, I feel like Dunlap is a great addition to any room. You see what he did with George last year, just help mentoring George. Um, I will say that he's not an everyday starter. He's not that same pass rusher that he used to be uh-huh. by far, right? Um, he's definitely a rotational guy. Um, like, he definitely was a rotational guy when he was here. 
Um, but he did help. He did play some inside, play outside. You know, you have to be versatile in Spags um, in his in his in his defense. So he he showed that ability as an older player, which I think is only added value to him. Um, so he's he's still a, he's one he's still a great player. I don't want to discredit Dunlap, but I know our defensive line room we're kind of looking to get younger, um, younger and cheaper, um, and faster. So um, when you go that route, sometimes Dunlap is not the type of type of vet that you'll be looking for. Um, but mm-hmm. I could see it be, like you said, being a possibility. He's been here before he knows the system. Like I said, he was a great mentor with George. Um, I feel he, like he helped him a lot. Um, and, and Frank Frank helped a lot there yeah. too as well. And you know, I I don't think he's even looking for a big contract, to be honest. He knows he's a, a vet minimum type of guy as well too. I think he's just trying to see what team who's probably a contender is going to offer him more than the Chiefs. I think that's it. And we can respect that. He only been there with one year with us, but he played as a chief. He was solid. He did his part. He had four sacks the whole year, even though that's not a lot, but that's a rotational guy. But we had him starting just because of that veteran experience, what he brings. But we had those young guys who come in who was able to finish as well, too. And we were building George as well as we were going. So that made sense. And you see, as the season went on, he wasn't even starting no more. They start having Frank Clark and George K out there at first, or uh, Frank and Mike Dana. He was just a guy who could come in. You need him to go get a sack. He was someone who would play to the whistle ends, and he was one of those who got those cover sacks as well, too, because he plays to the whistle. So he's fighting. He's by the tackle. You know, he's still sitting in the pocket. He's able to get loose, and he's able to go in and get that sack. So he was someone that he brings that presence like we had with Terrell Suggs when we went on that first Super Bowl run. You see how that's been the key for the Chiefs lately, even though we had Melvin Ingram that one year, but the Bengals just got us. But say if we went to the Super Bowl, I think we would have won. I think we would have won. I think we would have been back-to-back champions for sure because I think we just had the talent. And Melvin Ingram, honestly, out of all the guys we had, was the best that we picked up because he was still somewhat – if not a little effective. bit past his prime, exactly. but he was effective. And you saw his get off on the ball as well, too. Dunlap is more of that power rusher. He's very long. He uses his arms. And that that's the advantage we have. With the defensive line now, knowing that Frank Clark is over in Denver, we're not saucy about that. It's business, right? But we're saucy. I'm not going to lie. But if we can still bring him back, that's something that we had from last year, part of that championship team, where he can help the young guys like Felix, who just came in, build him into something while he's, you know, fading away to the end of his career, but he can fade away with another championship. You know, he had all those years of sissy. He had some great years. He had his highest sack season was 13.5. But other than that, he was always effective. He was a great run stopper, and he just did his job throughout his entire career. Even in Seattle, he was able to get himself back to 8.5. The only reason it lowered in Kansas City is because he became a rotational guy. He wasn't an every-down starter. Up in Seattle, they needed him to play more snaps. He had to have a higher percentage snaps. So coming over to Kansas City, it kind of helped him with his body. He was he he didn't really get a lot of soreness because he was well rested. And at the same time, when we needed him out there, he was able to be effective. He was a great guy with hip with his length again. He was able to get up, jump up, get those swatted balls. And you know that as the game goes on, those type of plays are sometimes better than sacks. You're able to stop the rhythm of the offense they're already getting going you know he's probably connecting with his receivers but then you have a guy like that instead of getting a sack he swats it down now the quarterback has to find a different position of how he's going he's going to throw it and what angle and that can be hard to do in the process of playing the game 
So it's just little things like that in his veteran presence that makes him be effective. And I would definitely love to have that back in Kansas City because honestly, that's one position I still think that we need a little bit more. The defensive line in general, right? So if we're able to bring him back, maybe sneaking a little into Dominic Sue to get us beefed up up front, you know, where you can have like, okay, like are there are they a top ten defensive line on paper? Possibly if it was probably five, six years ago, right? But these are still veteran guys that can come in and be dominant and help on that young defense, especially with us having a young secondary. You know, Mama, what, what I always say, if you can have a great defensive line that can make the quarterback uncomfortable and expose that offensive line, you're going to make it easier on your defensive backs because they're going to be able to play the ball better. They're going to be able to capitalize off the missed throw of the quarterback to get an interception and just can play a lot to that. And once they get the feel of it and they start getting those turnovers, they're going to be feeling more comfortable and they're going to feel themselves and they're going to feel the rhythm in the game. You're going to help them out a lot more. So, Go ahead and get Carlos Dunlap back. Put out the offer. To let, let him know, vet minimum, one year, five year. You can make up to seven mil or eight probably based off incentives. So if you go crazy, probably have a 10-sack season, we give you that eight mil. Because we're still looking for someone to play most of probably a good percentage of those snacks, at, a good percentage of those snaps in the, on the defense, right? So if you can do that, be good. But if you get a more a, a decent – contract somewhere else where they're offering more we definitely understand because it's not like you've been with Kansas City for your whole career we know you right now you're in that journeyman role where you moving on so hey we'll see we'll definitely love you back in the kingdom bro come through we need it we need the support help young Felix and George K again you know what I'm saying do that Chris Jones needs something else as well too we couldn't get the shark back can we get you back Come on. Hey, either in beach we trust. I am I'm, I'm good with either one. You don't gotta come back. I'm good. Come back. I love you, Carlos. But you are, yeah. I trust Veach. I don't know about this dude over here. He be questioning. I don't be questioning Veach. I'm just I'm just putting out the conversations that the kingdom is having and we're just talking about it. I mean, you can always be a homer. I'm just saying you can always I'm good be a with- homer. If you want to take, like you said, if you want to take the, take the one, if you want to take the one year deal, the one for five or the one that man, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cool, I'm not saying go out there and give him one fifteen or something like one, like he's twenty million yeah, a year yeah. guy, yeah. but like if we need more debt and he yeah, or go get your money, loss, or go get your money, loss, go get your money, get it somewhere else, go get it somewhere else. We ain't stopping you at all. Thank you for the ship. You got one. You can end your career, and we got you to a hundred sacks. You yeah. did your time. You good. But, yeah, we're going to go ahead and send it over to a commercial break. We're going to come right back, and we're going to dive into our next topic, right, topics right here on Chiefing with Daily Deal. What up, KC? On the heels of yet another Kansas City Super Bowl victory, we have an awesome opportunity for you to broadcast your business to the local Kansas City market. We've created something called Kansas City Sports Company, which is a sports media hub for multiple live shows, all of which cover all the local Kansas City teams. Now, we have 30-second ad spots, 60-second ad spots. We have event sponsorships, studio sponsorships, show sponsorships, and much, much more. This is a great opportunity for you to start early with us and broadcast your business to a very dedicated, very enthusiastic Kansas City audience. 
contact me or hit the contact us link on our website to learn more about this opportunity. All right, now welcome back to the show. Now, Lonnie, we're supposed to be chilling on the conversation that much, but it's very light on Chief News lately. We're waiting for the training camp, right? But Travis Kelsey finally fired back at the Jamar Chase comments, and he said, don't ever disrespect, disrespect Pat Mahomes. Now, do you feel like this was a playful gesture, you know, just some bantering back and forth from two known rivals now that has been going on in this three-year era so far? So what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, so I, I the, like, you, like you said, it's, it's definitely been some back and forth banter here, right? Um, mm-hmm. With Jamar and, and and Pat, um, he's I feel like he's he's definitely like made a made a way to to make himself known in the media. Um, I wish he would kind of keep his mouth shut until he wants something, right? Um, you really shouldn't poke at the bear too much. Um, like he said, I figured he we figured he would learn. Figured he learned from poking at Mahomes, um, just seeing mm-hmm. how he played before. But um, yeah, I, I, it's back and forth banter, it's gamesmanship, right? Um, this is a real rivalry, like we said before. If you guys didn't know and didn't think it before, this is the new Chiefs Raiders. Um, and this is and the back and forth banter and the media banter is what makes it the the Chiefs the Chiefs Raiders. Um, it was the Chiefs at first, just slipping up, saying some things. Willie Gay was made made some comments, and then now it's been ever since then it's been the Bengals, 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 Bengals. <laughs> so um, the back and forth banter is just is definitely is definitely there, um, right? So like. This is definitely a rivalry. Um, I feel like Jamar needs to understand where he stands in this rivalry, though. Um, there's sometimes some people you can sometimes you can speak um, when you're on the same level as someone, but when you're when you're beneath someone, you don't even have a, a championship to really. You really need to get a championship first before you start trying to go at a person with two championships. Um, that's just me personally, um, but um, it's just some gamesmanship, I think, there, right? Um, the back and forth, like you said, the back and forth banter, um, they're really solidifying that rivalry. Um, and, and yeah, like, I don't feel like. Do you think know, Kelsey like, was serious though? Wh- what do you mean? As far like, as. Do you feel like maybe this was a more irritable response opposed to just, you know, we know how Kelsey is. We know how the trash talk is. They don't really take to offense to anything. Right. But do you think he was kind of irritated and getting tired of how they're continuing to kind of trash talk because they were humble kind of after the first two wins right that third yeah. win okay you got big and bag and you was feeling yourself but especially with the justin reed comments right and now with you know they lost and we want to ring but you know he's still trying to you know, bring up his quarterback and at the same time kind of like show that they're still not scared of the Chiefs and they're going to continue to talk stuff or trash talk per se, right? Do you feel like he irritated because they somewhat still haven't gave him their respect? The only person I heard actually vocally speak out and like gave the Chiefs their props is uh, Joe Burrow. Honestly, he spoke highly of Pat. He understands because he, you know, he has that knowledge, especially as quarterbacks. They they don't try to poke the bear, especially with with opposing teams, because with them playing the quarterback position, like Pat said on the podcast with Travis Kelsey, 
why am I going to okay? He we saw him go back and forth from Max Crosby, but really throughout the games, like when they uh try to you know hit him, sack him, they are you know he he gets a like good hit, like he's not trying to talk stuff so it can make them fire up a lot more, you know what I'm saying? So it's exactly. like, do you think he was just tired of them talking in general, which is why he said, Don't ever disrespect Pat Mahomes? Yeah, I yeah, I think I think he he may have he may have been tired of them talking in general. Just that's and that's my personal perspective because I know as me as a fan, that's where just my perspective that I was coming from just then and there. It's just I'm I'm tired yeah. of him speaking as a fan, right? And you and you're winning, you haven't won anything. So you're assuming he's um, on the same side. Hey, I, th- I think he's on that same side. Like he shares that same sentiment, or we share that same sentiment. Um, you gotta right. win something first before you're speaking, right? Um, but right. I, I don't, I don't think Travis says it like that, and I don't think that they wanted to come off like that because they want to say it in the most humble way they know how, right? So everything doesn't come off it like that. It's like kind of more passive aggressive, or like they'll they'll probably acknowledge it, but they're gonna acknowledge it when they're in the huddle or like when they're in team meetings. There, it's not gonna be publicly. Um, but yes, I, I do, I do feel like he. Um, he shares that team. same sentiment. He yeah, he shares that same sentiment as far as like just disrespect. Like they yeah, in bulletin board material, they 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 provide it to you. Um, and I feel like the Chiefs don't try and provide it, which is why they answer the questions they answer and go back at them in these ways. Um, um, mm-hmm. So that that's why I think we see it like that. Um, but because I'm gonna be honest, I actually agree with you, and I was gonna flat out say it. Like I wasn't even gonna fluff it up. I was gonna be real and be like, I think he's tired of them. And knowing Travis, he's a competitor, and he really doesn't let anything really get to him as much. You know, the emotions run through the game, right? But we haven't seen him actually go out and be like, oh, I'm going to cook this guy, or are oh, they really not nothing? They really usually respond when people are coming at them. And I think it's just now with them being a young team, and, I, you know, they're trying to build their confidence as well, too. They went to their first Super Bowl with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow coming back healthy that next year, and then they were able to, you know, they were able to knock off the big dogs to come back again in that regular season game, beat us, but then lose an AFC championship game. You got to remember, they beat us three times in one calendar year because we played them in January both years, right? And then we played them in the playoffs as well, too. So, it was just one of those. I think it was like, man, shut up, y'all lost. I mean, at the y'all, y'all had your chance last year to win a Super Bowl, and then y'all could have been tied with us, right? And then it would have been like, okay, you guys for sure is over. It's just because y'all got the same amount of rings that we have won, and then y'all got us in the head to heads in this Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow rivalry now, right? So I think it was more of like, come on, bro, like. Respect one of the greatest in the game. I understand that you're trying to build up your quarterback, but let's not try to tear down someone that's the best in the league right now. Because like I was saying, you know, I had a lot of back and forth about the Brady stuff as well, too. Brady did have a lot of backlash when he was first coming up. You know, they was talking about how he was a game manager. You know, Bill Bill Belichick was really uh, the reason why they were winning Super Bowls. And then, you know, he win one when he get in Tampa, right? But I, I felt as he – I felt his age group somewhat still respected what he brought to that team because regardless at the end of the day, when you're winning games, you're winning as a team. It's not as an individual. But he's just playing that quarterback position where he's leading the whole squad, and he's doing it very well. So I think it, it came to a point to where, like, they gave him respect off of that because they fed off of the, – the Patriots fed off of him, but also fed off of Bill, Belichick 
greatness and his knowledge knowledge of the game yeah knowledge of the game as well too yeah and now i feel like you know pat kind of proved y'all for six years five six years straight you know he set out that one year he came that first season he started one mvp lost in the AFC championship game against the GOAT and the Patriots. And then he went back the next year. He got hurt, broken kneecap in the Denver Broncos game, came back a couple weeks later, ended up getting the getting the second second seed, right? They were able to go get to the AFC championship game, hosted it for a second straight year, win the Super Bowl, come back the next year after that, go to the AFC championship game again. They went 14-2 and two that year. They only lost two times, lost in the bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? because of that offensive line, and Patrick Mahomes had another phenomenal year. And then come back after that, lose an AFC Championship game again, after, well, this time, after going to two straight Super Bowls. Like, you see how I'm just piling up the AFC Championship game is the denominator. It stops right there. Yeah. Bro, you got to respect that. You I don't care what you're it. talking about. I don't care if you won the year. You were able to, to best him. He was doing this before one you year. got here. He did it before you got here. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, like chill. And I think that's what Kelsey on. And he's been in his league in this league for more than in his league for more than ten years. And he didn't see all the quarterbacks that came out, even though he didn't play with every quarterback. He'd been around. And we know that Patrick Mahomes is on his team, but bro, we finally got the best quarterback in the league. Joe Burrow, I feel like he's gonna play that Peyton Manning role. I think he can end depending on how competitive they're they are, I feel like he can possibly win more Super Bowls than him. But he but Mahomes is always gonna best and have more just because how he started off in his career and he's winning at the same time. So he Burrow's gonna be probably that guy who's not as athletic, but he's smart, has a weapons, can get the ball to him, can he's elusive in the pockets as, as well too. You know he can shake a body off. So he he's phenomenal and he's great. But bro, just shut up, for real. Just be quiet. Let it go. And that's my because, thing, right? Just let these it. These are guys that don't they don't talk like that. They don't yeah. even like the they they really respect their opponents now. In the midst of the game, yeah, they trash talk. But when it comes to the podium, they're not going to belittle anyone else because they know where they stand. And Jamar Chase, you're a phenomenal wide receiver. Yeah. And we know where you stand. But don't but wide do that. receivers don't do that. They do wide talk receivers too much. love to talk. They do talk too much. But it's like corners. Wide receivers and corners, two talkative positions that you're gonna have in football. I feel like Jamar was released right now, bro. He'll try to come to the Kansas City Chiefs, bro. <laughs> We've spoken about we spoken about that before on private accounts, y'all. That, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we no, we know the number one landing spot. It's okay, but it's okay. Man, y'all gonna use us? To they would the never bed. let him get out there. Y'all, they would never let. Because y'all get know out. nobody want to. Y'all don't want anybody have no have anybody like them. They would never let us do that. So stop. You gonna you at the end of the day when you when you off that team and you in free, free agency, you gonna want your name to be linked with the Chiefs. Just because <laughs> I can go to the best team and possibly win a Super Bowl, or some team is about to throw me a bag just because they don't want me to play with them. Odell got one year at 18 mil just because he was linked to us for real. And the Bills, I'm not gonna lie, and the Bills. But they was like, Odell, Kansas City, 
all, and then they you, utilize their whole roster, they it's not just going to be an Odell show. <laughs> it's not going to be a Kelsey. He's not going to cry like he is in Cleveland. Because you're playing with the best quarterback, best tight end duo in the league, best offensive-minded coach in the league. Come on. Come on. Yeah, y'all always do that money talk because y'all y'all putting that out there so teams can pick that up and be like, oh, we just need to come with this. He's going to come. Bait. Bait. That's bait. They want to side. It's bait. Be real. <laughs> but enough on that. But, you know, we had to bring it up. He finally said something. I think he's going to be left alone going forward now. So I think we're going to see what's going to happen New Year's Day. You see what's going on. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be a fun game. Now, now, to end off this episode's Chipping with Daily Deal, we got to give you, it's coming up. Training come coming up. So, we're thinking a little bit ahead. We're thinking of February already. So what's going to be the three key factors for the Chiefs this year if they want to make it back to the Super Bowl again and win back-to-back Super Bowls? Yeah, so first, locking up Chris Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Then staying healthy is second, right? Keep Health is the key. Health is wealth. Fellas, stay healthy. Take care of your body. Take care of your mind. Take care of everything. And then I think the third key to me is having two, at least, not I said two other thousand yard receivers other than Trav. I know that's hard. At least at, at least another thousand wide, thousand yard wide receiver other than Trav. I think we get back to the Super Bowl and at least another wide receiver at least has at least like eight hundred yards, eight hundred to six hundred yeah. yards. I was gonna say that we you we know, get eight, we get back we get back to the Super Bowl, yeah, because I know because the two to both two thousand that would be crazy. He's, he's still he's having MVP MVP season you know, if that happens, but I I think for sure if those two things happen, if we can get a wide receiver over a thousand yards other than Travis Kelsey, I think for sure it's, there's no doubt in my mind that we're going back to Super Bowls and if we can get at least one thousand yard wide receiver and then at least one at least like 600, 700 yard range or get at least two that can bond for that amount, I feel like we're gonna make it back to the Super Bowl. Um, they have to under Mahomes. They have Mahomes over under on on passing yards. It's four four thousand seven hundred. Um, I'm telling y'all, y'all take that because he threw. He's gonna at least throw for five thousand. I think this year again, um, with the wide receiver core that he got that he has right now, and then um, the guys that they're possibly they still other guys they might add. Uh, D Hop is out there. Um, so you just gotta. I I think I would take the the over for sure, and not just not even speak, speaking from a betting sense, but speaking from a Super Bowl sense. I feel like even if he goes to five thousand, those are five thousand yards. Um, and I think that those things, the wide receiver and the five thousand yards, run hand to hand because if you have a wide receiver go for that many yards, um, of course he's throwing the ball. So, um, I think he if he can do that, if he can even throw over that five thousand or get a wide receiver other than Trav to have a thousand yard receiver. Um, and have at least a couple wide receivers combined for 600 or have somebody at least have 600. I feel like we're going to the Super Bowl. We spreading out, bro. I'm not going to lie. Even if you had all wide receivers who was like competing and or, you know, getting a decent percentage of snaps, said they all got over 500 yards, that's really a win. It's really <laughs> you a win. spread the ball out. You did. You spreaded it out. You spread it out. Because was that kind of <laughs> like the stat line last year? I had I didn't take a look at the stat Dude, line. Bro, Juju was the only one who, as a receiver, he was close to 1,000 yards. He had like 900. He was like 100 and some change away. But you got to remember he had that injury where he had that concussion, so he had to sit out of the game. But he still made uh, 
the amount of games to get his incentive, right? And he played a great portion of the postseason as well, too. So uh, it makes sense for his stat line. But at the same time, Travis Kelsey was our guy, you know? Yeah. It's, he was kind of what we needed, what we saw with him in Pittsburgh when they had A.B., but he was just phenomenal and had over a thousand yards still, just because how that how Mike Tomlin had that offense rolling. But man, I really can't deny. Like I, I would say, mine's aligned with yours. And one I would probably add over anything. Uh, if I was to take anything out, I think staying healthy is important, right? But on a logical sense, we know that injuries is a part of the game, right? Mm-hmm. I would say having a solid defense line. I would like to see, a, other than Chris Jones, I want to see a defensive end over 10 sacks. Yeah. I think building off of that and then having another guy who's in the 7 to 8 range and then having those other guys who are around 3 to 4, but you seeing that defensive line dominant, I think it's going to really help overall. Just because I feel like we have the the secondary who plays the ball well, and if the opportunity presents itself, they're ball hawks and they can get after it. I think we'll be able to cause a lot more turnovers. And guess what the turnovers do? That puts Patrick Mahomes and that offense in great position to where they don't have to drive down the field as much doing 80-plus yards if they can minimize that to where they're only going from 50 to 60 or, you know, 50 to 40. That's more reasonable where it's like that's a go. That's a given. So having that type of presence, I think is going to help really get us to the next level because we were able to do it off of offense. We were able to outscore the Eagles in the Super Bowl. We're, we were able to outscore the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, even though it was th- that was a great defensive game. I think they gave it their all on that one. That's why they were a little gassed in the Super Bowl. But they were able to make a couple plays still to have them be over top. So I think if they're able to – have that strong defensive line along with those that you presented to us with locking up Chris Jones and having additional wide receivers that can ha- meet the threshold of a thousand yards or close to that. Having a strong defensive line would not only help the secondary but help that linebacker group as well too. If they're if we're able to get pressure with four, guess what? That leaves more men out in coverage in this passing league to where the quarterback has to read and actually take his time in the pocket and have to think within three to four seconds to get it to someone. If he having a fast mind like that, that can cause turnovers and cause bad mistakes to where we can capitalize. If we can get a couple strip sacks as well too, to where we can recover and get the position there as well. That's going to help and put us in, in position to where Patrick Mahomes don't have to run 80 yards down the field every time with the weapons that he have because we don't have a Tyreek here who that can just shoot you an 80-yard slant and score. We don't have the 33 seconds quick in there. You know, we're going to have to take our time. We're going to have to move methodically down the field. So that helps by having an elite defensive line because we saw with the Eagles, really, that's how they were able to make it to the Super Bowl. Although we were able to beat them, but godly, they were amazing. Every time you see a top defensive line with the elite offense or even just electrifying offense that could be, you know, that's probably middle of the pack but can put up the points on you, you see those guys make it far in the postseason. You see what happened with the 49ers, and they had four quarterbacks. Very true. Seahawks really had a given. Geno was able to have a solid year, get past in the in the uh 
in the wild card, right? Meet them in the divisional round. They don't even got Jimmy G or Trey Lynch. They're rocking with Brock Purdy, even though he ended off the season pretty solid, right? But what that defense do? Put them in position to put up points with CMC, Debo, and Brandon Ayuk. They were able to do it. Yeah. So imagine what Patrick Mahomes wanted to do if he has a top five defensive line along with a top ten defense, and there will the they have the most points per game as a defense due to turnovers. That's easy back to back. Nightmare. Nightmare. So gotta rock with you, locking up Chris Jones, having an elite defensive line. And then having wide receivers that can produce outside of Travis Kelsey that can possibly get a thousand plus yards. So, anything you got to say before we get out of here, my brother? Uh, no, 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 no. That's it for me. I just want to see, like you said, I feel like the wide receiver core, man. That the wide receiver core going to be there. So, we're going to see us. It's going to be fun. Let's see. It's going to be fun. We're going to see how that roster looks when it gets to preseason as well, too. You know, we got to wait till week three until they actually can cut the 90 man roster. So, yeah. It's, it's going to be hard, out. you know, because usually you can go off the guys. If they have a poor game, you can go ahead and cut them. But say now that you have a poor game, but they come back and kill the next. you just making it harder on yourself. Yeah, we're going to make – we're going – some of these guys are going to make other people's teams that we have on this wide receiver. I'm telling you, we we've already have, said this. We spoke about this on previous accounts. We're going to have some people but, to go. Yeah. They're going to they get really – somebody going to pick them up. Yeah. Because they're going to need that. They're going to need that. So, but that's all we have for this episode of Chiefing with Daily Dale. Once again, Dale Fowler, Lonnie to my right. We all good. Make sure you tap in on our social medias, Kansas City Sports Company, KC Sports Company to be exact, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure you follow my personal pages, Dale Fowler Jr. on Facebook, Dale Fowler, Dale E. Fowler on Twitter, and Daily underscore Dale 39 on Instagram. Follow my boy Lonnie on Instagram, underscore, underscore, Lano, L-O-N-O, and then underscore, underscore, Lano, L-O-N-N-O on Twitter. Yep, yep, that's the handle. Tap in, tap in, tap in. Yep. We here. We here, we man. Here. We it's here almost like here. That. Like we Pat Max 70, Crosby's face. We here, man. We under like seventy-five days, like to the yeah. to kick yeah. off. Oh, it's almost preseason that time. Yeah. Preseason is like two months away exactly. We're getting it going. Hall of Fame game on the fifth. Lock it in. Getting ready for the season, y'all. We prepping. We're going to be here. Hey, don't do that running back this year, yo. This year, though, Chiefs fans. We're going to just keep yeah. it cool. We're just going to go back and win it, you know. We don't want to do that. You see people fed off of that. So, be cool, man. Be cool. I just I, – I, I'm just superstitious, like, stupid superstitious like that. Let's just, cool. let's just be cool. Cool. Be cool. Act like we 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 boo again, we've like twenty twelve, like twenty. Nah, act like we in twenty twelve. We, yeah. we just hate everything, and they just gonna keep on proving us wrong. For real, just don't tell them that though. <laughs> nah, but hey man, we gonna talk to y'all in the next one, man. <laughs> I'll ask y'all.